Welcome to the Transition Bridge Podcast, the podcast that will help you embrace, grow, and be transformed by the transitions of life. Now here's your host, Debbie Ronka. Welcome to the Transition Bridge Podcast. I'm Debbie Ronka, your host. And you know, each week, I just love to bring to you guests that have transition stories that you could either relate to, learn from, or be inspired by. We all experience transition for different reasons, in different seasons, and for different purposes. We are always closing one chapter and opening another, which literally means there has to be an ending to something in order for the new thing to emerge. I love Socrates' quote, the secret of change is not to focus all of your energy on fighting the old, but on building the new. And my guest today, Cammie Lee, she just has that kind of transition story that shows that when life happens to us, it serves us a difficult problem, how we could take this problem and transition to the new thing and allow ourselves to be transformed. So let me tell you a little bit about Cammie. Cammie Lee lives in Houston, Texas with her husband, Nathan, and are raising four boys between the ages of three and 16. In 2011, Cammie and her husband, they were a young married couple with two young kids trying to make a way in the world, and they were living paycheck to paycheck when she was laid off and lost her income. This left her family in a very vulnerable position and a great time of need. That was the turning point for her as the provider and as a mother, and Cammie was determined to never be in a position where someone else had control over her ability to provide for her family again. She immediately tapped into her entrepreneurial instincts and began working for herself. It hasn't been an easy road for Cammie, but let's fast forward to 2022. She is now working a successful freelance business from home, and she has found the perfect balance between being fully present for her family and providing for them at the same time. So many mothers feel torn between the two, but Cammie believes that we don't have to choose between being a mother and a provider. We can do both and be successful and joyful in all of it without guilt or losing our sense of self-purpose. It is through a series of bold decisions, unwavering commitment, tenacity and belief in her own abilities as a professional that has led her to the success she has today. She has proven that you really can have it all and you can have it on your terms too. Welcome to the Transition Podcast, Cami Lee. Thank you so much. Oh, I love that. You read that so beautifully. It's It actually kind of chokes me up almost a little bit hearing somebody else read back uh, a portion of my, my story and my history. Um, it, it has been a hard road, but a blessed one, um, nonetheless, and I wouldn't change it for anything, uh, because I really, really believe strongly. And I teach my kids this too, that it's the hard stuff that makes life good. Um, it makes you good. It makes you better and it makes you stronger. 
And so, um, so yes, it's, it's been a, a journey, man. Wow. Like I've been through the ringer in a lot of ways, but, but I do have times where I'll sit outside and I'll just look at my house and I'll see my family in the windows and, and I'll just stop and look at this life I've, I've built with my husband. And I'm so grateful that God has provided, um, for us the way that he has. And, um, and I just, I know that I, I have a very, very blessed life. So, you know, back in 2011, you know, we were, we were a young couple married with two littles and, I was that mom that worked Monday through Friday, nine to five. They went to daycare. I had very little time to uh, feed them, you know, dinner at night. And there were stuff and pop tarts down their throat in the morning and, you know, racing off to the daycare and then, you know, coming home and trying to do some dishes and some laundry and then throw them into bed and then rinse and repeat, right? Like every day it was the same thing running the rat race and always feeling like we were struggling financially. Like we just never could get ahead financially. Um, went to bed wide awake, worrying about how we're going to pay our bills. So when I lost my job, it was just before Christmas. And I remember we couldn't even afford a Christmas tree. Um, so my mom sent me 30 bucks to be able to at least have a tree that year for the kids. Aww. And we did our Christmas shopping at big lots <laughs> that year. Um, and, uh, and there's definitely a lot of uh, sweet memories around that. You know, we look back and we actually are fond of that Christmas because we did the best that we could and, and our kids were happy regardless. And ultimately Christmas is about celebrating the birth of our Lord and savior. And we were able to really focus in on that more than anything, and then just spend time together. So, um, so yeah, so hard, right? Super hard, but you look back and you, you have to almost kind of be thankful for it. Um, but that, that was really difficult because I, I ended up losing my job. I got laid off. The company that I was working for was not doing very well and they just couldn't afford to keep me. And I, I got laid off and instantly I had no income. Um, we were a dual income household and my income was very much necessary in order to live. So I had to jump very quickly into something else and finding a job, you know, overnight is not something that is, is really heard of. Usually it takes a while to do interviews and you have to really try to find something that fits and that you're qualified for. And I sort of fell into an opportunity with, um, network marketing, which is something that a lot of, um, moms, fall have fallen into over the last 10 to 15 years. Now, before anybody decides to turn the podcast off, my story doesn't end there. So, you know, I know that there's a lot of people that are really, really excited about MLMs. And then there's a lot of people that are just really against it. And so I just want you to hang in there and, and hear my story. You know, I, I did have a really good run in the beginning. Um, this particular opportunity was a good fit at the time. I had two little kids and um, felt like because they were little, um, I could build my business in the evenings and be home with them during the day and, um, and tried to really have that balance that we, we look for and, and, uh, had incredible success. I was able to earn the free car within six months of, of starting. And I was able to promote to the very top level of the company within 12 months, which is record time within the company as a whole. And it's an international, you know, business. And, and it was exciting, you know, I, I, it, it was working and I was making, you know, six figure income within, you know, one year. That's incredible to go from $14 in my bank account the day I started to making six figures. But, you know, there was a period of time over the next 
four years that I started to feel like it wasn't a good fit for me. The money was good, but at uh, the beginning I was, I was promised kind of this idea of time now for the life you want later. Right. Like I was always sold on, Hey, you're, you know, you're going to put in a whole bunch of time right now, but if you can just fight your way to the top level, you'll be able to hang back and spend more time with your family. And I found that it was quite the opposite for me. And I was not given back time. I felt like I was working harder than I had ever worked before. And while I am all for building a huge business and spending a ton of time doing it, um, you know, in order to have the success that you seek, like more power to you, if that is what you want. But for me, I had added an additional child to our family at that point. We had three kids now, some of which were in little league and soccer. And I was missing so much of their life in the evenings that I realized as much as I felt success in this particular business opportunity, it still wasn't a good fit for me um, after a while. And I became increasingly unhappy doing it, but really needed the income, right? So I remember I prayed I just prayed to God and I said, God, I'm so grateful for this opportunity and the, the things that it's provided for our family over the last, you know, five, six years. But I really feel in my heart that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing long-term. And I really want to find a way to be able to have more time in the evenings and be home to have dinner with my kids around the table, to go to their sporting events and to be able to spend time with my husband. Um, it was really taking a toll on our marriage as well. And quality time is one of my love languages. And so it was really hard for me to be away in the evenings as much as I was working my network marketing business. And so God provided, man, I, I was so grateful. Uh, I, I remember one day I was looking online and I was saying, you know, Googling, you know, how to make money. That's not network marketing or how to make money. Um, you know, doing surveys. Like, I mean, I was desperate to just find anything else that I could do to make even just half that's all. That was what I, I kind of negotiated with God, if you will. I said, Lord, if you can just provide half the income I'm making, um, that will be enough for us to be able to live comfortably. I don't need this huge paycheck I'm making. I just need half of it in order to provide. And I really, I really pray for that. And he did, he showed up big for me. And within a year, um, you know, it, it took about a year for me to kind of find it, but within a year I was able to find um, an opportunity learning how to freelance from home. And I didn't even know what freelancing really was. I'd kind of heard it in, you know, conversations over the years, but I, I really didn't understand it. Um, and this was a, an individual who was just like me, who had been in network marketing and felt like it wasn't a fit after a while and transitioned out of it into freelancing from home. And she was living the life and having experiencing rather the balance that I desired for my family. Um, and at this time I had just had another baby. It was our fourth child. Um, he was 11 weeks old when I, um, gave birth, um, to my wheelhouse business ultimately. And I'll talk about that in a little while, but I remember sitting at my desk, learning how to become a freelancer from home while nursing him at my desk. And I would keep him in a little rock and play next to my desk and a nursing pillow with me at all times so that on and off, I would be able to continue to work while my child was nursing and napping and being held against my chest because I, I wanted him close. And it was so important to me um, to be able to work 
full-time, but also be able to be a mom full-time. And how do you do that? You can't do both full-time, right? Well, I decided that maybe I don't have to work full-time. Maybe I can work part-time and make a full-time income. And that's what freelancing has allowed me to do. Um, On average, I work anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a week. Um, making a full-time income, doing what I do. And it didn't start out that way. I was still working maybe like six to seven hours in the beginning, uh, primarily doing things like you know social media, email um, organization, Google folder organization, content creation, repurposing from people's podcast episodes and um, making graphics for them for social media, things like that things that I already knew how to do basically. Um, and they paid me to do it, but, uh, I wasn't able to charge a premium for that. Right. Like I I still was working a lot of hours in order to make the income I needed. And, um, and so as I was building that first year or two and working really hard to just stay out there and find clients and, um, keep my business afloat, I was able to learn new skills and tap into things that I didn't even know were there. Uh, abilities that I didn't know I had and was able to develop skills that I enjoyed and suddenly found myself um, offering services that not only was I really good at it, I was really happy to do it. I was working with people that I absolutely loved and admired so much. Um, and I was able to work minimal hours making a full-time income. So I was able to show up for my business and for my family all at the same time. And So that, that was difficult for me, you know, to walk away from a business that I had been working in the network marketing arena for, you know, close to eight years. And I say walk away loosely because I still technically have an ID number because I'm still making a residual check from all the work I did, um, in the, in the past, but I, I really stepped away from that business building aspect and put myself in a position where I truly do work for myself. I truly do not split that paycheck with anybody. It all comes to me for the work that I do, which I love. Um, And I am in full control of what I do, how much I charge, how often I work, who I work with, um, when I work, all of that is in my control um, in a way where I can, I can choose the life that I want. I can, I can live my life on my terms and still feel like I'm not failing at being a wife and a mother or failing at my business. Like I feel like I can do well with all of it. And that's a balance. I know a lot of people have looked for over the years and have dreamt of having, but have not been able to find yet. Um, so I feel really grateful to have, um, to have gone through a series of different business opportunities in order to know what I don't want so that I could really hone in on what I do want. And um, ultimately that's where I find myself today. You know, I'm coming up on, I think four years uh, freelancing. And like you said, it has been a very successful uh, business for me. I have not, uh, you know, I don't make six figures every single year, but I make sort of close to it, I guess I'll say. Um, pretty close, but, um, but that will all change. You know, I have my little three-year-old home with me, um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Tuesday, Thursdays, he goes to preschool and we, we love that he loves school. Um, but I'm able to have him home with me and work on and off throughout those, those days that he's with me. And then on Tuesday, Thursdays, I get to do things like this, where I'm able to, um, work with clients or pop on a podcast or, um, just do work uninterrupted while he's away from me. And so, yeah, it's, 
it's been, um, it's been really, like I said, a whirlwind, uh, but I'm, I'm grateful for all the bumps and all the hard choices and brave, courageous decisions to walk away from things in order to, in order to walk into things that were better for me ultimately in the end. Um, this is where I would love to like, just jump in and go back yeah. to that time. Cause you're talking about, you know, the decisions that you had to make and transitions are they're decisions that we have to make in life and mm -hmm. they're critical decisions and transition has a way of bringing out that opportunity, right? To make difficult decisions. There's a quote from um, Albert Einstein. I love this. Life is like riding a bicycle to keep your balance. You must keep moving. Mm -hmm. And I know you were talking about trying to find the balance between being fully present for your family and also trying to be a provider at the same time. And what I was hearing from you, Cami, as you were sharing your story, which is like a typical symptom, or I should, probably should use the word common symptom in a transition where you're, you're doing something, you're feeling unsettled, you're feeling a little frustrated, and I always try to uh, speak to people about these are the symptoms of transition that we may not recognize that are trying to say to us, it's time to make a change. It's time to move forward. Mm -hmm. And if we don't pay attention to those emotions, we wind up staying in places that we stop growing or they, they just take the life out of us. Like it sounded mm -hmm. to me like you were in that place it was affecting your marriage. You weren't having time with your children. And yet that was your core value of yeah. who you were as a person. So for everybody who's listening, you know, ask yourself, what are your core values? What are the things that are important to you in life? And if you find yourself in a situation similar to what Cammie's talking about today, is what you're going through or wherever you're at, is it taken away from your core value? Has it diminished it? And mm -hmm. these are kind of some signs for you to look at, like, you know, you know what? I'm not able to spend time with my husband or my children or do things in the community. Things that are so critical to who I am as a person. Right. So let me like reflect on where I'm at and, and see if there's a change that I can make. Mm -hmm. I love too that you talked about, it wasn't an easy road. And so I know you had to make bold decisions, but can you tell and share, you know, maybe the struggles, uh, emotional struggles, uh, mental mm -hmm. struggles uh, that you went through as you processed that decision? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that were around me that were in that same bubble, right? That network marketing bubble, this team that I had grown close to. And I felt a lot of concern about judgment for, for walking away from something that I had built so big and, and walking away from a paycheck that was so big, but you cannot put price on on happiness. And I, you know, I always tell people I'm not, I'm not on a pursuit of happiness in life. I really am not. I'm on a pursuit of holiness. And I, I really truly believe that that's, that's the ultimate goal in life, but, but I wasn't happy. I wasn't, and I, I wasn't happy because of the, the balance wasn't there. Like you said, um, I felt a lot of guilt around not being with my children. And I really went back in my mind often to say to myself, you know, 
when, when I came into this, it was for one reason and it was to provide for my family. It wasn't to be able to purchase fancy things or to drive a fancy car or to go on fancy trips. It was to put money in my bank account in a way where I can provide for my family and, and give them a life that I feel good about, um, and not struggle all the time. And so it quickly became something different than what I set out for originally. And I really didn't feel like myself anymore. I feel like I lost who I was, was in the process as well. And so I needed to step away from it. I needed to clear my mind from from all of it to really get back to, okay, who am I? What is my purpose in life? Um, what is most important to me? And how am I finding ways to focus on those areas of my life? Um, and I really, I really needed to step back. One thing that I didn't mention, because it's probably a podcast for another day, but I did have a huge tragedy that happened in 2016, more towards that latter part of of that transition. And, and during that time of just feeling extremely unhappy where I was, um, and that, that also really made me step back and, and not do anything for a while and really changed my perspective. Um, it was, it was just a time for me to, to focus back on my faith and on my family and remember who I am and what I want to be doing with my life. And so that was a very big part of that transition. I think it was sort of that final nudge um, to, to really make me take that leap of faith into doing something completely different and get me on a new trajectory towards a life that would, would fulfill the, the needs and fulfill my emotions too, to feel like a mother that is showing up for my kids, but also an entrepreneur that is using my, my gifts and talents too, that I'm not just wasting my gifts. Right. Um, because I know there's a lot of moms that are stay at home moms and they work a million jobs and should be paid for all of them in theory, right? Like they could probably be millionaires if they were paid salaries for all the jobs they juggle. But there's a lot of moms that are stay-at-home moms with their kids and they're so important and their role in their kids' lives is so important, but they have gifts, they have talents that they're not using. And I know what that does to a person. Um, and so I, I hope and pray for people like that, that they're able to find any, any outlet, whether it's volunteering or working or through their church or whatever, whatever they can do, find a way to make sure that they're using their gifts and their talents in their life. I agree with totally with that. I, I was a stay at home mom. I had three kids and um, I always believed in using our gifts and talents either in the community Mm -hmm. or in our church. Mm -hmm. And so I always like I used to direct children's plays, and I would do that in church. And so my children were with me. Love that. And but I, I was also using my gift. And then I would go into their schools and, you know, be on PTO or do volunteering, where it was centered around them, but I connected my gift to where my children were. Yeah. So if for moms that are staying at home, think about um, your gifts and talents and can you maybe put them in the arenas where your children are so you're still connected with your kids and I always believe in having that balance that balance uh, there I think there's I just believe there's a grace given to us to be able to do both and when one gets out of balance you don't have the grace for it and I, oh I could tell where I was over committing myself 
and then I would pull back because I, my core value was my family. Right. And so, and I love what you shared earlier too, Cami, because transition um, is a time of pausing. Like I always say to women, when you're making decisions, just don't press through mm. because transition is an inner work as well as something exterior or the outer thing that you're going to do, like the new physical thing. But there's an internal emotional work Stirring. that needs to be done within us. Because if, if we don't, then we go into that next season, maybe with areas of our life that are not strengthened for what we're going to do next or not healed so we can go in wholeness. And I always you know, everyone who listens to the podcast, they know that I always talk about transitions as being that bridge in life, where it takes you where you currently are to the next season or direction. But in the middle of that bridge, as we're going through, it's where I call the messy middle. And this is where a lot of our inner struggles, our challenges, like the fears, the insecurities, the doubts, they all come up. Or it's also a time of reflection, like you did to Cami about where am I now in life? what's going on instead of like just running across the bridge or pressing through. Yeah. You, you took that time. I think too, with moms there, there's a culture in this country for work from home moms and stay at home moms where there's this pressing pressure, this, this, this pressing need to do more, to fight for more, to earn more, to make more, to have, find more opportunities. What's your next goal? More, 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 more. And there's this, this friction between complacency and contentment. And women are guilted left and right that if they're not pushing through, like you're talking about, that they're complacent and that there's something negative there that they need to be working on. And so, uh, I, I'm the other side. Com complacent is not the thing for me. I'm all about contentment. Are you content? That's okay to live there. It's okay to be content and to be grateful for where you're at. I don't feel the need. People reach out to me all the time and are like, why aren't you doing building an agency? Why don't you scale your business? You could be doing so much more. It's like, well, because I don't want to do more. My business, yeah, you know, I don't make a hundred grand a year yet, you know, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm close, but I don't need it. My husband's a teacher. I make a sufficient income and combined we provide for our family and I've got a great balance and I'm happy where I'm at. And that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm complacent or lazy or uninspired or that I don't work hard. It just means that I've found a rhythm in my life that works for me. And, and there's nothing wrong with that you know, build your empire, man. Like if you're one of those people in the world that wants to just shoot for the moon and land among the stars and, you know, build your empire, go for it. I think that there, the world needs all kinds of kinds. So I admire people who work hard. I do, but I really believe that it's okay to find what works for you, to find what fills you up. And if it's less than what someone else is doing, that doesn't mean you're complacent. It, it just means that you're joyful and you're grateful for what you have and you're good where you're at. So I, I wish that there would be a culture shift for moms and for women um, in general who are right now in the middle of building and raising families um, and trying to find way to provide either emotionally, spiritually, or financially for their kids and be able to do that in a way where they're not made to feel pressured to do more or be more that what they are is already enough and that's okay. 
I That's love something that. I'm passionate about. Yeah. Yes. Being content, you know, we're told to be content in all seasons, right? And in yes. all things. And so if we're not content, you know, we need to ask ourselves why. Mm. And we, I think as women, we all get caught up in the comparison. We can compare ourselves to others and think I need to be doing what she's doing, mm -hmm. even though it's not what we're created to do. It may not be our purpose or right. uh, divine appointment at that time. Yeah. Or other people can look down and say, hey, I'm, you know, they're comparing themselves to someone else and it makes them feel maybe feel better, but Mm -hmm. It's wrong. There's like wrong comparison. So I think comparison just steals our joy. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to all be about our own unique race that we're all supposed to run. And That's right. we, we can't run in someone else's lane and try to run their race because the lane I'm supposed to run and the lane you run, Cami, we know we might be side by side, but we're like in different lanes doing different mm -hmm. things that we're called to do. Right. I love I, I love this conversation. And I really hope that it's um, resonating with everyone that is listening today. Well, I'll have to share a post with you. I'll, I'll, I'll send a link or see if I can find it that I wrote not long ago. I was invited onto another interview podcast kind of a situation with another entrepreneur. And the first question out of her mouth that was so unexpected because I thought we were going to have just a nice little easygoing chat and I had my coffee and I was just waking up in the morning. And the first question out of her mouth was, okay, Cammie, so what are you doing in the world? You know, what are you doing to make dents in the world? What, kind, what difference are you making in the world right now? And I about spit my coffee out because I was not prepared <laughs> for that, that question. But I realized after I'd gotten off the call with her that it kind of ticked me off because my response to her immediately was, and I, her name wasn't Jane, but I'll just say it was, well, Jane, right now, my difference making is with my children. I'm raising four boys to become men that are of substance, that are of, of faith, that are God-fearing, and that are respectable and hardworking. That's my work in the world. And I feel like we don't have enough men like that. So that's really my primary focus at this point. And they really, truly are my life's work. And she sat back in her chair and was like, oh, like, I don't think she expected that answer. And I think she expected some big entrepreneurial business minded, you know, money motivated goal in life. And that's not my focus. It's okay if it's hers and it's okay if it's yours, if you're listening, but it wasn't mine. And I felt frustrated by the question because I feel like there was a little bit of, um, I don't know, like an anticipation that I should, that it should be important to me. Um, and that, and that my goals were, were lacking if that makes sense. So anyway, I, I think it's, it's a fascinating conversation. We could talk about it forever, I'm sure. But um, I just wish women could celebrate each other in our differences, lift each other up in our goals, however different they may be, and continue to just encourage and spur one another on in a way that's positive and loving and kind, because there's just not enough of that these days. I agree. We need to celebrate each other, celebrate every woman where they're at, what they're doing. Um, everyone is creating something new, something different, and we need to come alongside and encourage one another uh, to just step into those places. 
I, I love our conversation. You're right. We could talk about this all day. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to read a quote, and then I'm going to ask you a question. And, and this is going to be my last question for okay. the podcast today. So Maya Angelou, this is a quote from her. Stepping into a brand new path is difficult, but not more difficult than remaining in a situation which is not nurturing to the whole woman. Mm, yep. Now she's talking about a brand new path. And I want you to imagine with me, my audience, women walking down their path and they're contemplating and they're thinking about what's next or what new season am I going into? What new direction? Maybe they're in a situation like you were, where this problem needs to be turned into opportunity. Um, and they're just pondering, they're thinking, because they're realizing what they're doing right now maybe is not nurturing them. Mm. And as they're walking down that path, you know, and I, I know women, we love to walk. We love to think and walk. <laughs> and I'm just imagining like this walking down this path and they're looking down and they may see like a rock with a message on there from you. It could be a word. It could be a phrase. It could be multiple rocks. What do you think you would want to put on that rock for that woman to find as she's walking down that path? I think it would have to be... <laughs> two, possibly three things. If I can remember what they were as you were talking, they kind of popped into my head. But I think the first thing that I believe is one of the most powerful um, aspects of my life being joyful is that I take everything to God. I pray over all of it. I pray over my desk. I pray over my client's work. I pray over my children. I pray over my house. I pray about everything that I do throughout the day. I don't take like one little quiet time and knock it all out in one fell swoop. I'm a prayer throughout the day. I talk to God all day long. Um, sometimes in my head, sometimes out loud. My kids think I'm crazy and they're like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, I'm talking to God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So your first rock is going to say, take everything to God. Okay. Yeah. The second thing I think is a question they should always ask themselves. What's the alternative? What's the alternative? Mm. Um, if you don't do this hard thing, what's the alternative? And are you okay with that? And if you're not, then there has to come a point where you pull up your bootstraps, you throw your hat backwards, roll up your sleeves, and you just go for it because you're, you're good enough just the way you are to accomplish whatever goal you're setting out for. You're good enough. You've got it. And it's just a matter of tapping into that grit and that self-awareness and that belief that, that with God, all things are possible. Um, and, and having that courage to just, to just step out and do the thing, um, that frightens you fear either motivates you or it, it paralyzes, you. paralyzes you. And I, for me, fear has always motivated me. I'm so grateful that I'm built that way. There's a lot of people that it paralyzes them. And that's a battle I haven't had to fight. Um, but I, my heart, my heart breaks for people that find themselves paralyzed in fear, um, and finding a way to overcome that. So God, God is the way out of that, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that. So your, your second rock would say, what's the alternative? And do you have one final rock? Path. I guess just you're enough, you know? Yeah. I love that. 
I think not. I think you 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 gave great wisdom, great advice, and yes, fear is something all women struggle with. And um, my daughter uh, made this plaque for me, and it says, "Let your faith be bigger than your fear." Mm-hmm. And I always like will think about that when fear comes into my path, and I'm like maybe intimidated by something. I have to go let my faith be louder than my fear, be bigger yes. than my fear, because there's something for all of us to do. And like you said, fear can paralyze us. Cammie, mm -hmm. well, I have so enjoyed our conversation. And I would love for you to share how do people get in touch with you? First of all, let me just share with everyone. Um, I have worked with Cammie on a professional level as well for the last couple of years. So Actually, I can promote you right now. If anyone, anyone wants to see her work, when you go to my show notes, you'll see my funnel. You'll see all of my links. They've been created by Cami, So you can get to see up close and personal what she does. <laughs> so if someone wants to get in touch with you, Cami, how do they do that? You know, I'm pretty old school when it comes to business. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can just email me the good old fashioned way at Cami at wheelhouseba.com. Um, I do have a website to be totally honest. I did it a long time ago. And because I've been so busy with client work and making everyone else's stuff look amazing, my website probably could even use a facelift, but I don't <laughs> have time. I'm too busy doing client work. So I, I have not taken the time to go back and really update it as much as I probably should have. So, but yeah, you know, cami at wheelhouseva.com. And then, you know, you can always catch me on social media. I'm pretty active on Facebook. Cami Carrison Lee is, is my name on Facebook. I would love to connect there as well. Um, but yeah, I, I would love uh, to help anybody that's interested, but more than that, you know, if you're interested in doing what I do, um, I will also share a link with Debbie uh, to put in the show notes for the course that I took to learn how to launch a freelance business and to do it right the first time and to make sure that it's a legitimate business that will be successful and have a successful launch. Um, it's literally A to Z, every single thing, every single tool, every question you might possibly have, um, and even training on how to develop some of your skills so that people will pay you for it. Um, it's all in there. And I just cannot say enough about the course and hope that people will find um, their own way to building a business from home and living their life on their terms. I think that sounds great. So I will have all of that in the show notes for everyone who's listening. And I'll just end with, I think kind of sums up our story today. Transitions in life can offer opportunities for discovery. Mm -hmm. And so what it is that we get to discover about ourselves in transition, don't miss the purpose and the power of the transition in your life. There's a deeper work that's going on inside of you as you're being prepared for that next place, that next season, that new event, that new direction. It's all about being prepared for that next thing, what you can let go of so that mm. you can move forward in wholeness and clarity. So I wanted to thank you, Cammie, for being with us today on the Transition Bridge podcast, where we all come together to grow embrace and be transformed by the purpose and power of transition. Thank you for joining us today on the Transition Bridge Podcast. We appreciate you. If you enjoyed listening today, 
please go ahead and subscribe or review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes. And for more information about Debbie, go to DebbieRonka.com. That's D-E-B-I-R-O-N-C-A.com. 